Welcome to The Bailey Boost. I'm Bailey Georgiadis, and in today's episode, episode four, I want to chat about labeling food. Dom, dom, dom. I read this article, food isn't good or bad, and neither are you. And it just really got me thinking, because how often do you hear or even say, oh my gosh, I've been so bad this weekend, or I really shouldn't eat this, but it's been a tough week, or I'm doing a detox cleanse because I have to wear a bikini this summer, or I've overeaten, oh, I'm so stuffed I could burst. And when I read these examples in the article, I'm guilty of all of them. Other statements I've heard, are you going to eat that? Are you only going to eat that? I'd be so hungry. Oh, come on, it's only one bite or one piece. It's not going to kill you. I think we are all guilty of these statements in some form or another. And of course, I don't want to be precious about these statements because, gosh, the world knows that it's sensitive enough. They're usually said with no ill intent. But if you do take a closer look, they are a dialogue that is not healthy and it can affect your body image, your confidence and your overall health. They can also be triggering for others without us even realizing. So this intense focus on right or wrong and giving food a moral definition of good or bad has this weird way of making us good or bad and it's impacting us so badly in such a negative way when it comes to our relationship with eating and it actually takes the joy out of food that cultures and societies have been built upon. We need to move away from labeling food as good and bad while keeping our wits about us because of course there are foods that are better for us and those that aren't. Are there more nutrient-dense foods that your body needs in order to function, prevent disease, and live well? Of course. Food has the power to do so much for our health, and I actually love the quote, and I forget who said it, eat food as medicine, otherwise you'll have to eat medicine as food. And when you put good things in, you get good things out, and I've just found myself falling into the good-bad trap, but... (laughs) this is a work in progress. I mean, we've got to unlearn this, but it is that simple. We know eating real food is better for us than processed food. You don't need to be a dietitian to know this. A big factor here is that we need to stop beating ourselves and each other up about our dietary choices because the impact is more severe than our waistlines. It puts our mental health on the line. And here's another element. When we overthink our eating, it causes stress. Stress causes cortisol levels to rise. And well, we've all heard by now that stress is the new smoking. Food is energy. Now, whether that's a big chicken salad or a plate of donuts, your body extracts energy from food that allows you to move, think and feel. And with the simple understanding that food is energy and understanding how your body feels when you eat it will help you make food choices that you feel good about. Food is also social, and this is where it gets tricky. I'll have what she's having might not be the best thing for you. You have to remember that your body is unique. So for example, I am insulin resistant, and certain foods affect my body that won't affect your body. I'll have what she's having might not metabolize the same way because we really are all different. Some people thrive on eating more animal protein while others can get all the energy they need from plant-based options, but that doesn't mean it's for everybody. Some of my friends can eat an entire bowl of pasta and it doesn't affect them at all whilst I bloat so badly after one penne and it really does affect my insulin levels. Understanding what works for you and your body is not easy. 
Our bodies are dynamic, our needs are constantly changing. When you know what makes you feel good most of the time, it will help you feel confident about making those choices for yourself without feeling the need to apologize to yourself or to others. Now, I've been hearing a lot about intuitive eating and I love the idea, but it's easier said than done. And with anything, it's going to take a lot of awareness and practice. I think so many of us kind of give up when it's difficult with most things. Mindfulness is a practice, and just like a sport, it takes time to get better at it. You know, this article suggested trying breathing exercises, meditation apps, or journaling to notice how your body feels in certain situations. And you will find that over time, it becomes more natural to hear what your body is asking for and to really be able to honor its desires, whether it's a kale salad or a big piece of chocolate. And remember, both of those, completely okay to eat. Now, you might even surprise yourself by finding that your body actually craves vitamins, minerals, and nutrients, and this will help you develop a deeper sense of trust and confidence. So to start, we need to watch our words and choose them carefully. And even though we don't have bad intentions when we make comments about our food or our bodies, the words we choose create the good or bad dialogue. We need to think about how the words of others affect us too and how we could be affecting others. We need to think about how we talk about food and our bodies with our children around. I have a lot of unlearning to do and my two little boys are teaching me without even realizing it. And I just keep thinking, I want to be around for my boys for a long time. I want to be able to run with them and keep up with them. I want to nourish my body in a healthy way. And so every single time I think about certain choices, I think, is that going to get me to the point where I'm able to really have fun with my boys and have longevity? And that helps a lot as opposed to labeling it good or bad or fat or thin or whatever the case is, right? I don't always get it right and I'm extremely hard on myself, but the awareness will help and having a more positive relationship with food helps to prevent falling into that negative self-talk cycle. Now, if you need to label food, perhaps use nourishing and not as nourishing. What else can we do? Streamline social media. I've mentioned this before. If content is making you uncomfortable or insecure, unfollow or mute. What makes us feel insecure or uncomfortable will be different for each of us. But the accounts we follow should give us energy and not sap it. Get comfortable with loving yourself. It's such a work in progress, isn't it? And so I've actually learned quite a bit in my month here in Greece. Uh, the weather's warming up. We're starting to go to the beach a little more. And I am incredibly self-conscious about my stomach and Yes, I know what I should say. I should say that I am very grateful for the stomach that housed and grew my two healthy babies. I am very grateful that I was able to do that. And yes, I now have very loose skin, the proper mum pouch, pooch, whatever you call it. Lots and lots of stretch marks, wrinkled, dimpled skin. And I know that I should be grateful for all of it because of the reason that I have it. But it's one thing to be grateful, and I am, and it's another thing to try and look past it and try and love my new skin. And it's really difficult sometimes when I am looking around and doing the worst thing you can do by comparing myself. And I think we're all guilty of that, aren't we? And so when I have gone down to the beach thinking that I'm not going to wear a full, I mean, I'm not going to wear a bikini, I'm going to wear a full costume, or I'm on the search for high-waisted bikini bottoms 
And then there's the idea that I actually do want to tan my stomach. I feel that it looks better with a bit of a tan, but that then means exposing my stomach. And then I feel like it's a bit of a catch 22. And so back to the beach, looking at these women who are far from perfect, far from the model body that you see, and they are living their lives. There are no sarongs. There are no cover-ups. They are running on the beach. They are laughing. And they are so sexy. They are so confident. And I just sat going, here I am trying to make myself small on the beach by lying in certain angles and trying not to look a certain way. And I'm thinking, I'm taking so much energy into that and no one cares. No one's even looking at me instead of putting the energy into my family and seeing my boys laughing as water splashes them and feeling too anxious to go to the water's edge because that means getting up and being, you know, with my stretch marks hanging out. And I just thought, what is that? That is so silly. Am I judging those bigger women? No, I am amazed by them and impressed by them. And so I think it is totally normal and totally okay to care about your parents and to want to be the best version of yourself. But what you eat does not define who you are and it doesn't define what you do and it doesn't define your value because you are enough. And I love this quote. In fact, it's the screensaver on my phone. Eat like you love yourself, move like you love yourself, speak like you love yourself, act like you love yourself. Food is fun. It brings us together. It nourishes our body and it's downright delicious. And I think it's high time that we love ourselves enough to stop using good or bad food as a moral compass, thinking it makes us good or bad and just bring back the joy. I'd love to know your thoughts on this. You are welcome to get in touch with me on social media. You can DM me on Instagram at baileygeorgiadis underscore or email baileygeorgiadis at gmail.com. Thank you again for allowing me to get quite personal here and for listening. I appreciate it. And I look forward to chatting again on episode five. Bye.